startup failures, successes, and learning from all over the world. Welcome to a new episode of the International Entrepreneurs Podcast. Nadia, a very warm welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. It's a pleasure to talk to you, Sylvain. Thank you for the invitation. Of course. You're a managing partner at Quadrate 28, uh, soon to be called Q28. And your pitch is basically that you're an in-house marketing team on demand for other companies. And my first question is basically just out of curiosity, how and why did you get involved in the marketing field at Quadrate 28? Uh, actually, uh, we started uh, five years ago from the idea uh, to help small and medium businesses with marketing because uh, we had a lack of specialists who had the possibility to help them because usually all the specialists and all the professionals from marketing or sales field, they work with uh, big companies mm-hmm. and uh, we found that lack and we decided to help small and medium businesses in our country because we believe that uh, uh, small and medium entrepreneurs, so they are the future for the country in general. And uh, also, we've brought this idea from the U.S. market. Uh, there, you have such in common uh, services, team on demand uh, from for different fields. For example, sales on demand, CMO on demand, CFO on demand, and so on. So we liked this idea, and that's why we start. We've decided to bring this idea to our market because there were no one. Um, in common in our field. Awesome. And today we actually want to focus on hands-on marketing and sales advice for startups. So let's start with a small thought experiment. You just launched your own startup and you have no clue where you should actually start in terms of marketing and sales. So Mm -hmm. what's a good starting point and how do you actually build maximum results with a small budget in terms of marketing as an early stage startup? Um, sure. Thanks for the question. Uh, from the beginning, uh, my first advice uh, will be to start research and to try to find more, as more information as you can uh, according to your your first uh, competitors on the market. If you have uh, like unique uh, product or unique service, uh, you can look for the services that can be like uh, not the same, but that can help with the same problem to your uh, uh, consumers. Uh, Then to uh, divide your target audience to the groups, Uh, not to take all the target audience group, uh, because usually all the brands, they communicate like with different groups, but they have a main target. Uh, Then try to find your main target. And uh, according to your budget and your financial forecasts, you need to plan uh, some marketing budget into your cash flow, into a daily spend. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to your target audience, according to your competitors, and according uh, to your like first targets, because usually all business, they have uh, to build their own targets, to reach something for something, and etc. cetera. Uh, you need to uh, build a plan uh, where you will put top three or five instruments which gonna be less uh, uh, for with, uh, the um, instruments where you can spend less uh, budgets for, and they will work with your cash flow budget. And uh, usually those instruments like online instruments uh, from the digital marketing where you can spend less and uh, where you can measure and where you can uh, feel how it works or it doesn't work. So um, basically, you need to make your own 
not a strategy, but it's like strategical small document where you will answer your questions uh, for what is your service or your product, uh, whom, who is your target audience for whom you're doing this product, and uh, what are your key um, difference from the, uh, your competitors. Mm -hmm. And then after is answering these questions, you need to build your plan uh, to reach your first audience. Uh, and also if um, I... I'm a startup, for example, I'm pretending that I'm a startup right now. I launched, for example, um, my own hardware product for the iPhone. Uh, I need to at least uh, test also uh, with my target audience. Um, for example, I would build uh, a small website, a landing page, uh, where I will describe all my product, uh, and then I will try to uh, start like targeting um, advertising from Facebook, for example, or from Instagram to my website to just uh, reach first uh, audience and to um, collect first feedbacks. And then I will go further and further and further with that. Yeah, I think that's a very good starting point. Um, from my perspective, you mentioned a couple of very interesting points that I would like to dig a bit deeper into. Uh, first of all, you talked about the document where you need to write down everything about what differentiates your, your company from your competitors, what you actually offer, etc. Is there a good template out there or a good website where you say, hey, this is actually a good starting point about all the most important and crucial questions that you need to answer in the beginning? Is there something out there like that that you could recommend? Um, I can recommend just to uh, write white paper or a strategic document for a startup in uh, Google. There you will find uh, uh, some of the tips uh, I will explain. For example, uh, different markets, marketologists, they use different um, instruments for the analysis, uh, mm -hmm. but they have one uh, point uh, to reach, uh, to understand how to communicate with this product on the market with specific target audience. So for you, it's important to make analysis uh, that will help you to answer these three questions. Mm -hmm. And there are gonna be different instruments because uh, if you, for example, open um, uh, uh, even Wiki and you will write down marketing strategy, you will find out like 20 instruments that uh, will help you to answer these questions. But some people from the beginning, they use at least five to 10 uh, analysis to enter these instruments. Uh, for the beginning, for people who are not marketologists and they're not strategy um, experienced uh, guys, they need to at least uh, make uh, documents uh, with competitor analysis. And you can put there, for example, competitor analysis by this segment, advantages mm -hmm. and disadvantages, uh, how they communicate with their target audience, uh, what are their costs? What are their terms of service? You can um, make even like blind uh, um, testing. Uh, for example, you can send up somebody who will just test and buy their services. And then you make your own graduation and you compare. This like one of the most important instruments in the strategy is to compare how your competitors communicate and what they do and what are their key advantages and disadvantages. Based on that, you need to build your own. Um, it calls what analysis when you describe your strongest uh, and strong and weakness um, 
strengths and strengths and weaknesses, and then opportunities uh, uh, how to work with them for yeah. you to understand. And what are your advantages and disadvantages? Where your weak side, and uh, how you, that's one of the instruments how you can build then communication according to your strong um, sides, according to the strengths of your product. Um, then you need to research main market trends. Um, so it's all about like you can put in this instrument um, different. Um, like instrument instruments <laughs> different uh, uh, points uh, which you're gonna um, search but your question is like the main for whom you're doing this product what is the product what is the market and how you will communicate so as long as you can do more resource researches you should do more if you don't have you don't understand you need to try with the most simple for you but it depends on personality on the uh, educational background and so on because usually when you're going mm, bigger and bigger you need to invite somebody who will help you from the field somebody who knows marketing who work with marketing on a daily basis who can do all this uh, uh, researches so um, like easily because he understands how to do it they probably also save a lot of time for you i can imagine yeah, sure, but uh, time and money actually, because usually when you're doing on your own and you don't have an experience, it's gonna be not so clearly. You could make some mistakes. You can uh, make even wrong points, and uh, you can build uh, literally a wrong strategy. One other point you also mentioned is the importance of going after the right customer segment or the mm -hmm. right buyer persona, so to say. And that's yeah. something from talking to, to startup companies, to founders, something that I find pretty tricky to do, uh, especially as an early stage founder, to find the right focus and the right sort of target clients and buyer personas to focus on. So do you have any you know, tips or hacks about how you actually find the right buyer persona with a strong enough focus, but still a big enough market to actually tackle? Is there any Good recommendation or tip from your side on this you can um, build testing before uh create product and for example for one week you build it a landing page uh, for mm -hmm. example you start uh, targeting for this landing page one week you can test uh, one group of target audience and uh, collect feedback from them or another week you can test another one group of uh, target audience collect the feedback from them and so on so you can make uh, this uh, a b testing from the beginning and after these uh, answers after the uh, communication with your target audience you can understand uh, which group is like more uh, into this project uh, is more and also it's like one side another mm -hmm. one side uh, which i usually uh, advise to um, like early stage startups, if they can't offer some services from different specialists, uh, they need to go into these groups and communicate with them, like in the meetups or in the conferences, find your as many people as you can and collect feedbacks, maybe colleagues from the field, maybe somebody who uh, built uh, something like to the same target audience or to the same groups and collect the feedback from them. So yeah. as much as you can, you need to communicate with um, people from the field or your potential target groups, and then you will find out the main target group for, for you 
from which one you will start. You also mentioned the importance of having a budget for marketing um, in your planning, basically. Is there a good amount that you would recommend to go for in the beginning, in the early days? Like, what would be a good budget to actually not overspend on marketing, that you don't waste money because you're still trying to figure things out and learn more, but also to have not too little money planned for the marketing expenses to actually still make and show some progress? Mm, it it really depends. It depends on the market. Uh, it depends um, on the country where you where you're starting your business and where you're starting to communicate. Uh, uh, usually, uh, if you don't have like budgets for um, to go abroad, for example, because some people mm-hmm. they want from the beginning go abroad to yes and so on the field of startups, uh, you need to start from your local market. For example, or the market is which is common but cheaper. Um, you can to find up find out the price. For example, you can uh, communicate with uh, uh, representatives of uh, Facebook or Google. They usually uh, have lots of meetups, or they have uh, contacts for people who work with startups who help and consult startups on a free basis. Mm-hmm. And you can. Ask questions about targeting about your field you can find out some um, uh, researches from their side they share some documents and they share some knowledge and they help startups and uh, small entrepreneurs from the beginning uh, because they have a strategy to grow up those people and then uh, to make them their clients like big clients that's why they have lots of programs and you can uh, just uh, taken advices from that people who are really specialists in targeting and uh, who know this field from this other side. And then, uh, for example, uh, according to that knowledge, you can build your budget. For example, if you're talking about European markets, about uh, um, capitals, let's do that. For example, um, it, you also should divide. For example, UK is going to be different from uh, Switzerland completely, and Ukraine is going to be different from Switzerland completely. So, for Ukrainian market, for example, we can start with $150, dollars for Facebook per month. For a Switzerland market, you can't do it because it's going to be much more expensive. At least four hundred, five hundred. For UK, UK right. market, you need to target. London, for example, as a city, and you need to start with 500 plus for the startup. So it's and all the about all the countries you can talk like that, and the prices are going to be different. So you need to just uh, make uh, research and try to find out the more and more information for that from the like main companies. Google and Facebook are really open-minded uh, with that stuff for the startups. And people actually, they don't know about that because uh, I have a friend, she's uh, like uh, head of startups in Berlin for Google and she is suffering because lots of startups, they don't know that they can answer questions to the Google specialists <laughs> directly <laughs> and they will help them with uh, like all that stuff, with budgeting, with targeting, with audience and so on. So please use these services. They are free of charge and they are really useful for startups especially. I think that's a very good recommendation and a good learning to take away from this episode. Now, I would also like to focus a bit on the operational part of marketing. So now we talked about the early stages and also about, you know, how to create the white paper, the strategy document, basically. Can you also give us some, you know, 
insights in a in a day or sort of one day in the life of a marketer, what are basically the, the recurring tasks on a daily or weekly basis that you should focus on in, in terms of operational marketing? And are there any good tips, tricks, and tools to use that you could recommend? Okay, I will start with uh, tools that we usually use and we teach our clients because usually we have clients who have no experience before. Um, and uh, we have different tools that we use uh, as an agency and they're going to be useful, I suppose, to the startup or small business. Um, we use like um, task planners. Uh, you have different proposals right now in the markets. Um, and, but we've chosen two programs. Uh, one of them is Basecamp, where you can put all the targets and all the projects, for example, all your, all your like waves uh, of uh, tasks that, the, that need to, to be done, and you uh, can add all your team there. Uh, it's very cheap service, uh, and it helps to control all the tasks, and you can download it to your um, phone, and you can check it from everywhere. So we use the task planner at Basecamp. Uh, also, um, it's very popular to use work section between, between startups. Uh, it also depends uh, if you're a technical comp startup or not technical. It depends on the field. Uh, for geeks, um, yeah, we usually advise Jira. It's like more about uh, um, controlling the projects uh, from uh, programming side if you're you need to work with um, developers and you need to develop your software and so on. Uh, Jira is very good in uh, that field. And basically, uh, if you're talking about um, documents and financial plans and so on, uh, um, we try to cover everything with Google Docs because uh, in somehow, in some way, it's one of the points not to lose your information because uh, everything is in the cloud and you can build um, financial forecasts, you can build presentations, you can uh, put all your first documents uh, into the Google Drive and it will help you not to lose the information because uh, there were lots of cases where people just lost some of the information and then uh, it's become, becoming a problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, for and now I will divide uh, like these uh, document, not document, these services for the roles in the company. For mm -hmm. uh, your yourself as a founder, for example, you need to use everything because you need to control everything. But uh, uh, the main point is control uh, production and uh, communications, like marketing, sales, and your sales. Um, you can also. Uh, use Basecamp work section and also it's very good to uh, work with sales for example from uh, um, such a tool as Amo CRM we use as this one and it's very useful because you can uh, put their different um, um, targets and you can put different uh, blocks and you can even make it in somehow customized for your service it's for people who sell to, for example, um, directly for the consumer or to the partners uh, uh, if you work with sales. Um, for me, as a managing person also, I manage my own company. So uh, from all the, from the beginning, uh, we use Basecamp. And, and for myself, it's very useful and very clear and very easy program. You, we can 
just um, even teach uh, our some people like uh, students who work uh, from after the universities and they don't know how to use even Google Docs, but Basecamp is going to be easy for them to put the tasks. Because the main problem in all companies, uh, people don't like to put tasks into the task bar. They try to use their notebooks. That's it. So Basecamp is very easy. So the easiest way to make people to fulfill it, like to give them easy program. And uh, for the financial, for example, documents, we use um, Google Drive Excel, uh, so uh, we can plan there everything and uh, some of our marketing plans for the clients we also put into the Excel and built like uh, uh, the same as MS project, but something easy uh, in, in the Excel. So it works and you can use Excel, for example, and put done, not done, working and so on status into your tasks. Um, and also, for example, emails, uh, it's very useful for the entrepreneurs and um, to use Spark. It's a really good service where you can um, manage your emails. You can um, um, divide them into the groups. You can work with answers. You can uh, have a good chat inside where you can uh, communicate with your team. Uh, you can even work uh, together with one email it, to and it, edit this email in this um, uh, tool, not into the not in the Google Drive, for example, document, but directly into in the email tool, and it's going to be safe for you not to send it early. Yeah, I think that's probably the best email client that is out there. Yeah, it's a very good service, and uh, it was. Uh, originally from Ukraine. <laughs> so oh, I didn't know that. So that's fantastic news. It is. Um, maybe I think that's it because these are top five which we use. Actually. Cool. And then, you know, from an operational uh, point of view, like from your perspective, what are the most important daily or weekly tasks that a marketer should focus on? Um, usually, um, we advise to build your marketing plan on a monthly basis. So you have uh, many targets uh, for different instruments uh, for the whole team, uh, uh, starting from the product marketing and then the communicational marketing and uh, sales and so on in one document, where you as an owner or a founder, you can look at the whole um, position for the whole month uh, directly uh, into the front. So uh, the main operational stuff that you should do, you need to have at least once a week um, call or a meeting with your team and uh, um, measure all the stuff that uh, they have done for this week and that they plan to do next week because usually marketing is very um, like... Um, dynamic stuff it works you need to change some things during while you're working mm -hmm. according to measures and your results uh, according to work on different instruments so usually we advise to have at least one meeting with the whole team people or the whole team if, if it's like small business small startup and um, discuss all the points about uh, results and discuss uh, plans to the future for the next week. Uh, for the departments, for example, um, we advise uh, to have at least one day, 10 or five minutes sync uh, to go shortly and briefly at the beginning of the day 
to the tasks that they need to do this during this day and uh, going briefly at the end of the day uh, when they have their results during these tasks. And day after day, you will not lose um, anything if you will just have such briefly meetings or calls together. We do it uh, via chats, for example, uh, uh, we use um, Slack, uh, there you can put different uh, projects or different topics and people can discuss in real time uh, all their questions and needs and they can uh, report each other how things are going on on different tasks. And afterwards, in the at the end of the month, so we have meetings uh, and we have like uh, um, the results of the months and we discuss all the results of the months and then we plan next month, uh, we change something according to the results. Um, it's like small, even small strategic planning sessions where we decide what to do next. Uh, so when you are a startup, you need to measure every day, every week, every month, because uh, your field is very unstable. Fantastic. And you know, of the operational tasks, one part that became widely popular over the, the past uh, years or months is also content marketing. Thanks to Gary Vee, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, one of the most uh, popular content producers out there. Many, more and more companies basically focus on content marketing as part of their marketing strategy. So from your perspective and with your experience, what are some do's and some don'ts in, in terms of content marketing that you can share with us? Uh, thank you very much for the question. Uh, so content marketing is very important uh, nowadays, but uh, we live in the era where you have lots stuff to read and you read even when you don't want to read uh, you eat that content every day from social networks from media from um, fields that is surrounding you so people right now they don't like to read long stuff so one of my first is it's going to be not to write uh, boring and long uh, long reads when you use the content for Facebook or Instagram or, uh, even when you write blog posts uh, or even when you write uh, uh, some articles not to be really hard and long because nobody gonna read that except, absolutely yeah except when you're like a really guru of something and people are gonna read everything that you're gonna write but uh, you need to reach that point do you have uh, just a quick question do you have any good recommendation in terms of total characters that you would recommend for such a content piece yeah uh, it depends on the build, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we're talking about um, startups, you can look um, uh, at the big startups when they already reached a couple of stages and they usually have teams inside uh, that help founders and uh, help their company to communicate uh, uh, with proper tone of voice with uh, proper uh, content and they build really good uh, content pro product. So if you open, for example, TechCrunch and you will see some articles which are written by the companies, not the TechCrunch uh, uh, itself, uh, you will see such an examples of that content. Uh, and also, um, it, it's uh, actually, it's... Uh, it depends on the field. You need to 
just be in the field and understand who are like the main opinion leaders from that field and uh, take the content from them because for different fields and different products it depends that makes sense so but i also really like this takeaway you know basically you say you know look at your industry look at the other companies in your field and see how they are doing it Mm -hmm. to have a good grasp about the actual science that's working for your target clients i think that's a very good takeaway it is so because uh, when you you know when I'm starting to think about who are like the examples for myself, I can tell you somebody, but it's gonna be for myself and for my field. And when you are a marketing person, you are like looking at that stuff from what your side. And uh, if we're talking to with our clients, for example, we work with specific projects. We usually have these opinion leaders for each pro- project, and we uh, try to um, look at the best practices in the field uh, from different markets and to take something uh, new and uh, take some best uh, tricks and tips from them to implement uh, on our market, for example. Uh, Also good advice is to look to other markets where you are not going to right now, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, You you see that, for example, U.S. is a leap leader for the whole markets and it is one of the best uh, from marketing and sales point they are like the first on the planet and so on so you can take uh, the best practices from there and implement into your market for example european market and so on Uh, if you see for example that um, in china is very good in uh, uh, practicing and implementing other technologies uh, you can look at their experience how they adopt uh, different services and products to their market and this is going to be target for you how to adapt stuff to your um, country to the their mentality and so on so best practices is what you it's a must you need to research you need to look at the best practices in the field and um, don't be afraid to take some of them from other markets. It's okay. So mm-hmm. one of the things that your company offers is basically marketing as a service, if I can call it that way. And I'm just wondering, you know, what are the pros and cons of actually building an in-house team versus outsourcing your marketing activities? And how do you find the right solution for, for your or for my company if, I'm, if I have to take that decision? Mm-hmm. Uh, it also depends on the field and on the uh, your experience and how big is your company right now and what are your targets and what you're looking for. But uh, I will give you like general um, points of advantages, advantages or disadvantages uh, between in-house uh, and outsourcing. So if we're talking about in-house team, um, what advantages I can um, describe? Uh, the team works only for you and your company. So it's very good uh, for entrepreneur uh, from the entrepreneur side. Uh, when you have your uh, Mary, for example, and you can go to her each moment you want and ask, uh, what are we doing right now and right here? What are our results for the day? And so on. Right. Uh, it's harder to do the same with outsourcing team because you don't have Mary <laughs> in the office. But <laughs> ask question uh, each five minutes, uh, which is actually good for their outsourcing team and they can bring you more results at the moment. 
Um, but uh, when you have an outsourcing team, uh, they usually work not with only your project at a time. So they have two or three projects for manager at a time. So it's like plus and minus uh, point for some entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, your if you have in-house team, uh, one of the advantage uh, is that your team works in your office and you can always manage the process. So you can go to them if you're a good manager and you really know marketing good. So some of the founders, they are uh, good CMOs at a time. You can bring them all your ideas and you can, for example, change something um, in one moment. Uh, but when you work with outsourcing team, uh, usually you have plans for one week at least uh, after weekly sync, and you can't change something as fast as you can do it uh, when you have your in-house team. Um, you have clear levels uh, of influence uh, usually when you have in-house team on each member of the team. So you can motivate them, uh, you can control them, uh, you can influence your corporate culture, which is very important for some of the companies. Um, and you can feel them better. Uh, but what are disadvantages for that point? Um, it's very challenging to select the right people to your team. Uh, lots of entrepreneurs, uh, they are suffering for, from hiring people from sales or marketing fields. Because most of them, they don't know what kind of person they need to, uh, how many tasks or how many fields this person can cover. Uh, Usually we um, have such situations when entrepreneurs, they think that one person can cover everything, targeting content and uh, posting on a daily basis and they can communicate with media and post some articles and so on. And this, all the tasks for one person and they really clearly think that it is, it is okay. They try to find such a person. They usually find some like young and ambitious personality who mm-hmm. at the beginning, because um, she or he doesn't have an experience or doesn't have like, really good experience they say yeah hooray i'm gonna do that all stuff for you and we're gonna reach all the targets and so on but when they start doing that at the time they usually not succeed in any of those questions and this is a point and then after five such specialists uh we meet founder who tells us marketing doesn't work sales (laughs) doesn't work properly and uh, I don't believe in that stuff because I've tried everything but he or she tries with one person and it's point or with the wrong people because he don't understand uh, what are the key specialists uh, he need to this project for example so uh, it's very uneasy uh, to find this team and it takes um, really good lack of uh, time to form a reliable team. Um, usually we can talk if you need to full cycle team in-house, it's going to be four, six months to find proper team and to like build that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there are many risks. Uh, somebody need to queue and you need to find another one. When you are in a project in a rush and you have lots of tasks to do, then you start doing it on your own while you're looking for a new person and so on. So 
you need to manage the team, you need to work on a daily basis, and it's really hard to do it, um, especially in the beginning. So when you're starting a business, uh, I will just divide it into stages. You need to find this one person who is okay with marketing and who will cover all that stuff from the beginning, uh, combining with a freelancer, for example, uh, or freelancers. Uh, then when you have uh, like next stage and you need to build strategy and so on, I would rather prefer to find some outsourcing team who will help you uh, for four or five months, for example, and they will be like the most um, difficult parts and stages. And then you will continue on your own. And then when you become, for example, middle-sized business or uh, something around that, you can, again, um, build uh, your, just invite the outsourcing team who will help you on a daily basis. And when you when you become like big business uh, or enterprise, you need to have people in-house and usually enterprises, they work in both with in-house and agencies at a time. Uh, and the example is Cola, Le Brunet works with Cola all over the world and so on. Uh, but they have in-house and they have outsourcing and they combined all that stuff together to reach their targets and goals. That was already my last question, Nadia. Uh, that was fun. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I wish you and Q28 lots of success for the future. And thanks again for taking the time to have a chat with me today. Yeah, thank you very much.